Fierce Fan Media. Are you done sleuthing? No, never. <laughs> never. Never. I'm going to spy on everybody on the interwebs. Oh, on the interwebs? That new yeah. thing internet that's been created? Yeah, we heard about Al Gore invented this thing. <laughs> Al the Gore. internet. For us to use. <laughs> that's the story he likes to tell anyway. I know. Good for him. All right. So... Hey everyone, it's just me and Stacy tonight. So that's it. That's it. The Lone Rangers. Yeah. So I guess we will. You know what? I bet you most people are thinking because it's just me and you, we'd definitely be diving into something political. Right. But you know what? Wrong. <laughs> I don't have the fucking energy for it. Incorrect. Right? I know. I just feel like I my brain needs the. Well, my brain needs a little vacation from it. I will say this about like all all of the like political shenanigans. And this is coming I I enjoy politics. I don't just follow it because I think it's important, which I do think it's important. But I find it interesting and kind of fascinating to see how it all unfolds. However, yeah. yeah. The, the vitriol is so exhausting sometimes like lauren bober cheating on her husband and getting divorced okay that's funny all right to be fair that's funny right <laughs> but like right. this whole debt ceiling thing like they're both just trying to out all sides are trying to out bluff each other to get their way and it's the same players doing the same bullshit tactics and who's held hostage the american fucking people and i think i'm just outrage fatigued with politics for this moment yeah it's just fucking exhausting man get your shit together it is and well this might get a little political because i did see an article on the av club today i had to pull it back up because i thought that that the headline was funny it says can your fans impeach your boyfriend taylor swift might soon find out (laughs) (laughs) which i kind of loved the idea of maddie healy being impeached (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay, the kind that's of politics we can get though. into today. That's an interesting angle because I have two minds about it. The first is she's a grown woman. Yep. Right. She has autonomy over who she decides to associate herself with. But yep. as we've said on here one gazillion times, choices have consequences. Right. And impeached may not be the right context as much as withdraw their monetary support yeah and if there's one thing we all know about t-swizzle is that she's a capitalist queen mm-hmm. yeah if this is gonna affect her you know ticket sales and stuff like ugh, ugh, i don't know that that's something that she's gonna want to deal with well, the hashtag well did you guys talk about it and i don't know because i'm bad but oh no because this would have been out after the like did you see the open letter to Taylor Swift from her fans mm-hmm. and like the new, the hashtag speak up now? Yeah. Like so, that's going to take over. Here's what I will say about that. Okay. And this might be controversial. You guys can be mad at me, but I hope you've been listening to me long enough to know what I'm trying to say here. I am not one of the people who feels that 
Taylor needs to speak up about every single thing that comes up. And here's why. And I'm going right. to speak explicitly about LGBTQ legitimate mm-hmm. issues right now. <laughs> so a lot of us live in political bubbles, right? We surround ourselves with people who think like us, talk like us, believe, have the same, and I don't even like that, have the same moral we follow the same moral compass, so to speak. So, but a lot of us are pretty far removed from, um, or maybe you're not and you're listening, but these Mm -hmm. ultra conservative households where parents dictate everything and ultra, and that usually is hand in hand with ultra religious, right? Right. Where parents dictate what their kids listen to, what they participate in, what, what Mm -hmm. books they get to read, what TV shows they get to watch. Yeah. And maybe I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt in this, but in this case, I think Taylor's actions have spoke louder than words because Mm -hmm. it would be very easy for parents. If Taylor Swift made a public statement about legitimate to say, you can't listen to her anymore. You're not going to her concert. You're not doing any of these things. Instead, she chooses to employ a significant number of queer people she chose. She chose um, Lath as the the love interest, a uh, very known trans man as her love interest mm-hmm. in Lavender Haze, which was a headline single. So, right. uh, you know, eighty percent of her her dancers are people of color. Mm-hmm. So I think she has made a statement in some of these instances without necessarily using her words and she even has said no matter what she's one of the most polarizing people on the planet that exists today yeah no matter what she says it's the shot that's heard around the world she said that miss americana Mm -hmm. so i think she has found a way around that without alienating fans (laughs) and losing money to be honest losing money by supporting the causes she has said has said matter to her while not necessarily having to piss off certain groups of people. So it's kind of like a nod, right? Like if you know, you know, like most straight evangelical people would have had no idea that Lath was a trans man. Yeah. That's the point, right? He, he passes, he passes as being a, a cis straight man. So I do, I do appreciate when she does things like that. I do appreciate that she brought awareness to, you know, like Lath is more famous now than he probably ever would have been just on his um, modeling career. And I only say that because it takes a lot for a model to become famous, cis, trans, it doesn't matter. Like that, that's a tough gig. I'm not hating on him for being trans. I'm saying that's a tough gig. So featuring him in one of her videos gave him a platform that he had never had before. So I don't get quite as worked up at, uh, as other people do about necessarily speaking out of her representation. I do think she stayed too quiet about Roe versus Wade being overturned. Like, listen, I'm we can critique Taylor oh, Swift. She's not untouchable, but right, like, she's not perfect, right? But as far as speaking up for legitimate issues, I think she does a lot to support the she, like, community. Like, put their money where her mouth is. Yeah, yeah, which is more important in my opinion, and I would have stood by that until this whole Maddie Healy thing. Now, I told you guys the other day, I ventured into the other side of TikTok 
<laughs> to try and get the other person. Because I, I fully understand I'm in a bubble and I, I'm in a bubble. I, I'm a slave to my own algorithm, right? The things I like, the things that I spend my time watching, they know what I'm doing. Like TikTok's smart. So I intentionally started liking, I went on to the 1975s page and started like liking videos from there so that I could start getting some uh, of the other side of the story. Because I'll be honest, I didn't know who this fucking guy was. I knew what the 1975 was. I had heard of them. I didn't know. I couldn't have picked Maddie Healy. He could have bumped into me on the street. I would have known who he was. Well, and it's hard not to see the videos and go, oh, look, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's singing along at her concert. He's hanging with, you know with her mom and like mm-hmm. it's, it's hard not to get caught up in that right so i went on to the other side of tiktok to intentionally try to watch some of the the counter argument about it and and i read some of his own personally like written opinion pieces so to speak not just tiktok like where you can cut things and edit them or whatever i went and intentionally sought out articles and i listened to other minority groups like other jewish voices that had differing opinions on the subject than some of the ones i had been seeing all of that to say i intentionally tried to find conflicting arguments and now um i think he's intentionally shocking i think so too um i think he much like trump says whatever he thinks is good in the moment to appease people do i think he himself is inherently racist now i don't do i think that he is insensitive to racial issues i do i think he is going for shock value yes i also think he has the ability to educate himself on why that would hurt people and he hasn't because even after the um, ICE interview where he made all those horrible racial like slurs about being, you know, chubby and Chinese and like making fun of the way she talks and her accent and like all these things, he made a public apology, but he said, I'm kind of sorry. So I think he's an insensitive, like, what a I think he's an insensitive cis white guy who thinks he's doing what's right oh, oh, and is white, falling short. Nepo baby. Right. Who thinks he's doing what's right and falls short consistently. I do want to retract after hearing other Jewish voices talk about his Nazi salute on stage. I'm not convinced that that's what he was doing because he had other that. performances where he was doing a different kind of salute. It was a military salute. Like, so I will, I will say that now that I have more information, my initial opinion of that I feel was probably wrong. Um, but it, it pissed me off to see someone potentially doing a Nazi salute. So I will admit when I'm I, sorry, like, correct me. Just, just, I want to make sure we're, so you were telling me you had an opinion, mm-hmm. you got more information mm-hmm. and then that changed your opinion. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. <laughs> that's really that's something else. If only that was how the world worked. I know everybody else get it. all of that to say he's still because of his problematic behavior intentional problematic behavior for shock value right it's a huge departure from taylor and her image now i have seen people saying well she burnt down the lover house this is why she's like completely rebranding herself okay i'm actually here for that 
I am down to see a, a grown up, sexier, more like feels good in her own skin version yeah. of Taylor, who's abandoned. Get behind that. The seventeen year old, like I could see a version of Taylor where she's like, I'm not singing about John Mayer anymore. I'm I'm not singing about Joe Jonas anymore. Like I'm talking about real grown up people issues. That part of my brand is over, and I'm going to start owning my shit in some ways. I was I'm here for that theory. What I didn't expect it to be was Maddie Healy. <laughs> no. And like, there's sometimes he looks so young and sometimes he looks so old and he always looks smelly. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I just don't quite understand it. But then, like I said, you see the videos of him there at the concert and being supportive. And I think I'm like, the bar is just set really low because that's Joe didn't do that. Yeah, well, I think he's love bombing her. I personally, yeah, think, I think sense. Maddie Healy thinks for a rebound. That's like exactly. Like, yeah, I yeah. think if you listen to her music in hindsight now, in the context of what we know now, the from lover on well from reputation, not reputation. Reputation is very much like I've just fallen in love with this person. I'm very happy in a lot of ways and fuck the world. You know, from lover on. It's very much begging someone to love you. Very much. That's the yeah. overall. I mean, we thought Lover, we've talked about it on here. We thought Lover was a breakup album. Totally. You know, like, yeah, it's very clear you're kind of getting over someone and and folklore and evermore. And like the even in peace, where she says, you know, like I could never give you like it's she's yeah. begging this person mm-hmm. that she's in love with to love her the way she wants to be loved. And listen, I'm not here to say Joe Alwyn didn't love her. I don't know these right, two. Right. Like, let's be real honest about this. Um, There's celebrities that we don't know. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying Joe didn't love her. I don't know that Joe loved her the way Taylor wants to be loved. And those are two very different things. Yeah. And I think she hit, she said on Miss Americana, she wants to be adored. She wants to be seen as a good, mm-hmm. like she wants all this like acceptance and ego stroking and all this stuff. And I think Maddie Healy is giving her that. What we have to decide as fans is, does she get to just have this messy, very human rebound? Or does she really need to be held accountable because she's Taylor fucking Swift? I think she needs to be held accountable. But I also don't think you are responsible for your another person's actions right i think she associate so right and it's hard because you can recognize the double standard totally but it's still hard not to that change your view of her a little bit you know i can't get rid of the disappointment it sucks and it's not her fault and it still is making her look bad but isn't it her fault though kind of i mean his actions aren't her fault sure but she chooses to you know. be associated with him. Yeah. And That's even if you even if she that. thinks he's 100%, you know, anti-racist and, you know, super mm-hmm. supportive and all these things, which I will say he has given a lot of like monologues on stage about like women's rights and, you know, uh, he he started as an acceptance speech of an award by by quoting Greta Thunberg. Like he has a lot of awareness of you know climate change and women's right to choose and stuff he gets a little off when it comes to racial things where it's which is where it's fuzzy and 
hard to interpret and you could go kind of either way with it. But she knew. And that part feels like a character. A bit. You know what I mean? Sure. But that's also super insensitive. Oh, yeah. I'm not defending it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're choosing to do this bit or this character knowing it will hurt people mm-hmm. and not caring. Right. Because the shock or the laugh or the publicity is worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. And she has decided that despite all of that, he's worth it. So what does that say about her? Which I don't get. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm like real. I'm in a conundrum about it. Yeah, I like genuinely really, am. And I, heavy on you. Taylor Swift outside of my family is the longest relationship of my life. Like I have never <laughs> yeah. loved something as long as I have loved Taylor Swift outside of my family. Like, and I'm not saying that in some super weird, like I'm not stalking her. I'm not showing up on her doorstep and like waiting for her to get out of cars or whatever. But I have like, her music has been so intrinsic to starting in my early twenties on that. It's really difficult for me to feel this disappointment and not feel like I need to do something while still trying to be a feminist and allow her space to make these decisions and to try and also hold in the same context, would we be doing this to a man if he was dating a problematic woman? Like there's so many layers to my disappointment. I don't know where to put it all. Well, and in my opinion, it may change next week. I don't know. Right. But we have all these like parasocial relationships where we put in so much effort on one side and it's not reciprocated because that person's a celebrity or whatever. And so, and so maybe when you're in that position where you're not having all these parasocial relationships, because it's not, you know, it's not, it's not her doing these things. It's not her, you know, responding to, you know, as much as people are like, hey, there's with like my comment or my video or like, it's not her, you know. And so I wonder if, if when you're on the receiving end of that, that you're you're not feeling that as much. And so you don't understand the impact as clearly as the people who are who are on the other end of these of these relationships, you know, from a fan perspective. You could make that argument and if that was one of my actual friends that I knew dating this guy, I would have to say something. I'd be like, what the fuck? Right. Like, give me a reason to like him to give me besides him fawning over you and love bombing you. Give me a, a reason. Explain all of the rest of this. If you want me to like him and you want me to accept him, explain all of this other behavior. There's gotta be some sort of other redeeming qualities and it just doesn't, there's not any that anyone else is seeing. And I think, like you said, I think the love bombing is probably a pretty accurate. Well, and also, if he really is as much of a progressive leftist as his fans claim that he is, right? And this is all for show and that's not what he really stands for and like whatever. Then why hasn't, let me tell you something. If someone took something I said and interpreted it as racist or homophobic or Islamophobic or whatever, I would be like, Hey, we need to clear some stuff up. Like, because I'm clearly using language that is offensive to people. And that that's the fucking last thing I want to do. And I get it. He's a rock star and he doesn't give a fuck what people think and whatever. But you're when a group of people is telling you your language is harmful 
and it's bringing yeah, us backwards, you should listen and address yeah. it. And instead of doing the whole ignore it and like ignore it and go away thing works for cheating rumors. It works for Taylor was spotted with a, you know, kissing a guy and where like, right. Right. But this is people's lives you're talking about and you're giving someone a platform as the most powerful person in the entire music industry where people mm-hmm. now know who Maddie Healy is, where three weeks ago they had no fucking idea who he was. Right. So the, the people that are saying you're hurting them, deserve some type of like hey i didn't realize that was harmful and i'm trying i'm trying to educate myself now and broaden mm-hmm. like i'm talking to people that this is impacted because i really want to understand how my way of thinking brought me to to do this the same way he wrote this like three page letter when the whole like he had said back in 2014 he would never date taylor swift because it was emasculating right and then what I found out the other day when I was researching it, he released a three-page letter that he wrote to that news organization that had posted that interview with that in there saying, I shouldn't have said that. She's powerful mm-hmm. and talented and like all these things. And I'm working through my own misogyny. And yeah. like, I need to rethink that. Where is that energy now? For this, yeah. Yes. Where is that? That's what I'm saying. He's capable of saying, Hey, I hurt. I clearly hurt some people here and I'm now I know better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to try and do better. Yeah. So while I believe that some of it has been like hyped by the media and stuff, there's still an underlying factor of ick that I can't like shake. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel icky about her. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. It's really shitty. Yeah, and that's not a thing we're used to. Well, now Maddie Healy's trying to allude to the fact that they've been falling in love for years. Mm-hmm. Which, one, now I'm I'm a person who for listen, I think Taylor Swift is queer, and I think she was legitimately in a relationship with Joe. Like yeah. both of those yeah. things exist in my head. Yes. So what you're saying though is now you're also calling her out on potentially you're having basically- cheated on her. Right long time boyfriend Mm -hmm. so how much respect do you actually have for her right because you could have been more clear with that statement that you know your friendship has deepened so much that you you know you know any anything like that without making it sound like she could have potentially cheated on him yeah where do you stand with the whole thing (sighs) it's it's really hard i think i'm somewhere in the middle like you i feel like it's it's one of those things where like what comes first the chicken or the egg right like do i think that it's her i don't think it's her fault that he has done and said these things but she does own responsibility for his actions because she's tied herself to him and so and so i think that makes it really really difficult and i i agree with what you said about you know, for some of these things, you're totally capable of doing it and have done it before and have, you know, made clarifications and retractions and changed your opinion and changed your view. And so we know that's a thing that you can do and have done. And so it seems like a choice to not do it for some reason. And I don't know if that maybe that has something to do with her, her representation and her and her team maybe being fearful of him saying anything. Maybe they're leaning towards the just ignore it and it'll all go away. Since that doesn't really seem to be his 
If everyone's screaming the from the rooftop that you're racist, though, would you want to clear that up? I Despite sure would. what her team said. Well, right, and and with the with the and I guess that's true because with the personality and track record he has, I don't know that I could see him being like, "Yes, that's exactly I will do exactly what you tell me to do." Right. You know, and so. And so it's hard. I think the falling in love over, you know, several years kind of thing, like I get the like collaboration and there's this thing and so feelings grow and maybe you didn't, you know, there wasn't any action on it, but you know, that thing, but he did, I think those were really, those are really interesting words he chose to use. And for somebody who seems to be able to choose his words relatively wisely when he wants to, I think that was very pointed. And so I do feel like there was some sort of allusion to, or at least wanting to come across as the illusion of maybe she had been unfaithful or just that, that she somehow had bigger, stronger feelings for him than for Joe Alwyn. You know, like, like it seems like that was very much an on purpose dig. And, and obviously like we're not big Joe fans or anything. So I don't really give a shit. Like, you know, I, but I do feel like, I don't feel like that was for anybody else other than him. Which is rude as fuck. Totally. Yeah. It totally is. And so, so what I think is, I think you're right about the love bombing. I think that this is a rebound. And, and I think sometimes when you're kind of blinded by that, you don't see all the other, yeah. or not even that you just don't see them, but you make excuses and you make allowances and you do those sorts of things. And I think that's kind of what's happening right now, good or bad. I mean, I think that's, I think that's where well, yeah, she because is. Taylor Swift prioritizes herself over everything else. And yes, I'm not here to say that's good or bad or whatever. Like, I, right. I don't know, but it, it's, we have, I think sometimes it gets lost. God, I hate saying this stuff because it sounds like I'm defending her and I don't think what she's doing right now is necessarily defendable, right? Mm -hmm. I'm saying I can empathize because I have been in a situation where I make excuses for someone that I know is bad for me and Mm -hmm. making me not look good because of how they make me feel. Yes, you don't want that feeling to go away. Right. Right. So, yeah. but I can say this. I don't know that I will ever feel about Taylor Swift the way I used to. I think it's too soon to say anything like that because I think there's a lot we don't know still. I know obviously you probably have some rumors and some theories that you'd like to discuss with the rest of the class that that could be the case. I even saw something that was like, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're not dating at all. And it's just, you know, there's a collaboration to me. I know, I know, but there's a collaboration on 1989 and, and, you know, they've been hanging out because of that. And that's why he was at the tour. So, so that's the other thing that's hard is she has not even confirmed the relationship. Yeah. But she's like kissing him in public and holding hands. I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess I saw the pictures of them holding hands. So, so I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot. I don't know. I'm still making excuses. I also don't want to be. That's where I'm at. A, I'm still a, making excuses. I don't want to be a, an apologist for active participation in racism either. Like, I, yeah. it's, I, I'm super conflicted about the whole thing. I was irate. And now that it's mm. settled a little bit and I've done more research, I'm more disappointed and mm-hmm. confused and 
no one has more like social clout and power than Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And she could use it for so many good things. And I think she does in some instances. And in this, yeah. like, do I think Taylor's all evil? No, of course I don't. Do I think she's all good? No, I've never thought that. I don't think right. people are wired that way. Like, right. what gets lost in this is that she's a person still, a 33-year-old woman. And I don't yeah. think Maddie Healy's all bad. I don't think he's all good. Like, people are complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, it upsets me that so much of her fandom is feeling really um scared and hurt by this especially and right. I, I don't use the word scared like other oh, fearful feel fearful for their lives because i'm not that dramatic but scared like how could you be emboldening this man that could possibly embolden other people to make me more to make my life in more danger that that's what i mean but the same yeah. way i'm not personally afraid of trump I'm afraid of what he represents and the power that he gives to other people through his platform. Right. So that's what I, I mean it more as, and I'm in my head, I'm giving her until the end of June, but Mm -hmm. if something doesn't change, I don't know. I, I, I like, I haven't ordered any speak now, anything. And I always pre-order stuff. I spend a stupid Mm -hmm. amount of money on Taylor and I just, I can't this time. And it's, um, I don't know. I don't know where to put it. That's sad. Yeah. That's really sad. I mean, it's not to the level of like Michael Jackson, but like, right. It isn't great either. <laughs> right. So there and are some, theories not yet around. to the level. I was just going to say for me, it's not yet to the level where I'm ready to like, not be a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. I, I'm not there yet either because so much of like coming of age is tied to her. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about like child molestation or whatever. And I'm not saying like racism is right, but like it's complicated. Right. And so I'm trying to have like a level head about it and, try to really examine my own feelings about would I feel the same way if it was a guy? Mm-hmm. Would I feel the same way if, you know, she was, if she was suddenly dating someone that I don't, I don't know, I guess I'm just trying to hold it against a guy. How much, like mm-hmm. it made me so How mad much of it does she own? Right. And a lot of it, the platform she owns, pushing him out into public with her, mm-hmm. she owns. Like, all yeah, of that amplifying stuff she owns. His voice. But we held Hillary Clinton responsible for Bill Clinton's actions, too. And Monica Lewinsky was skewered for Bill Clinton's actions. Mm-hmm. And, like, so there's... But that also paints Taylor Swift as a victim, and she's not. She's right. rich. She's white. She's the most powerful person in the music industry right now. Like, so I, I'm yeah. trying to balance all those things, and it's confusing. Yeah, it is confusing. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of rumors going around right now. I don't know how many of our listeners are on um, Gaylor talk, but there are some blind items. And listen, blind items, you've all heard the, <laughs> the disclaimer, taken with a grain of salt, yep. or gossip. It's all alleged, nothing serious. But, but they may be true. Some, some blind items turn out to part. be true. So yeah. that this may finally push Taylor Swift into coming out as bisexual to try and bury this Maddie Healy story. 
I mean, which it is will also kind of gross. It is gross. <laughs> if that's, that's when you choose to do it and why you choose to do it. That is gross. Mm-hmm. But she's supposedly been spending a lot of time with Kaya Gerber, mm-hmm. who is Cindy Crawford's daughter. And I'm sure she has yeah. a dad, but I don't know who that is. Randy Gerber. Who's that? He's a, like a businessman. He owns like the Wynn Hotel and oh, okay. stuff. Yeah. So there's some blind items going around that they're being linked together. And, um, but also Taylor, if this was a beard, this is the worst beard. Terrible choice. Of all of the beards. Terrible choice. So I don't know. I don't know. What do you think of the, they're going to bury it with pushing her finally into coming out? It's hard because I do think like, if you're saving this to be the sort of shelter you know, for, I just feel like it's it's gross. If you're if you're gonna do it to get yourself out of a, like Kevin Spacey did, right, right. Like I just feel like it's that would make me more upset than anything else. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I I think that would be where you lose me a little bit. So, so I hope that's not the case. Um, as much as I would love to see her, you know confirm what all of us have <laughs> known and or suspected mm-hmm. for you know for forever we've invested a lot of time in powerpoint presentations and <laughs> you know, into these series but 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 i hope that they wouldn't use it for that it wouldn't be that self-serving mm-hmm. yeah it would cheapen it right yeah yeah it really would like you've just been holding on to this for a, you know, it's like the Kardashians, like when something they, you know, it's the, you got a, um, what's it called? The like sort of deception of like, Ooh, look over here. Slide of we, hand. You slide of hand. Thank you. While we deal with this other thing. And I really hope that that's not, I really hope that that's not the case. What do you think of the rumors that Joe feels like angry and slighted by the whole thing? I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I get it because if you break up with them and again, we don't know the timeline Yeah, and, and I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a line, right? What do you consider infidelity? And, you know, if your relationship's not working and then you're sort of rekindling a friendship and it doesn't cross the line, there's still going to be feelings of, of being jilted or slighted or, or, you know, something like that. I also think Joe, the vibe I get, maybe it started as a, like, we're going to take a break. Mm Mm-hmm work things out and like if you thought taylor swift was gonna sit around and wait for you like you're the dumbest you know nothing about her in the world right so i think there might be a little of that and she shouldn't have to of all things i'm not gonna slut shame her too like right she's entitled to sleep with like what she can do Mm -hmm. whatever she wants right and so so i do just think it's funny because the headlines are just you know it's always just pictures of him looking like so incredibly like stolen and you know, he looked like someone kicked his puppy. And um, so I do think those are kind of funny only because like you thought, I think he thought he could put Taylor Swift on a back burner. (laughs) And I think that's just like, that to me is what's so funny about it. Like, Oh, you, cause you know, there's pictures and rumors about him and his co-star and that sort of stuff. And it was like, Oh, did you, did you think you were going to like see if something better came along? Like that's, that's hilarious to me. 
Well, part of me also wonders too, because Taylor is a petty bitch, like a uh-huh. petty bitch. Uh-huh. If this, because Which I do love from her. Well, the, the rumors the of Maddie Healy didn't even start until Joe was supposed to the rumors. This, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I feel all kind. I feel all kinds of ways about it. <laughs> all kinds of ways. But listen, I can respect the penny. Speaking of gay rumors, what do you think about the mass exodus of straight women into? Dude, the they are law? just. They are abandoning men at record rate. Why do you just, think that is? You know, I don't know. And no, I'm not that, being flippant. I mean, no, no, like, no, no. I know. I know you're not. I think that there's, there's. Listen, I think that talked about it. Like, I think sexuality is very fluid, right? And I think that when you have a generation that's raised with like the outside pressure of you're straight, you're straight, you're straight, you can only be straight, you can only be straight. That's what you get is a lot of people in the closet, right? Well, this generation wasn't raised like that. Mm -hmm. So, so I think that there's just different, right? Because there's not that fear. And when I tell you, like I work with young people and when I tell you, I have never encountered so many young lesbians in my whole life ever. And like, it's, it's really, really interesting. And so mm-hmm. part of me wonders how much is that like, is, is the not feeling safe around men? I think that's definitely part of it. I think for a lot of young people exploring relationships and exploring dating and that kind of stuff with, um, with females, it's not as threatening. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not that same element of risk or danger. Um, and and not that, you know, not that I'm saying they're choosing that, like, you know, sure. their sexuality is a choice. But I do think they have more say in what they're doing and what they're choosing to explore because there's not all as much external pressure of straight is the only thing you can be. I'm kind of coming to the theory uh, plus, men don't quite understand how women's bodies work, and I feel like that's probably <laughs> a big part of it. So, you you see in you see in nature that there are certain species of animals that can like procreate if there's not a, a male partner available, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean they won't also procreate with a male, but it means if there's mm-hmm. not one available, that they can procreate without one. I think starfish yeah. can do it, and there's some other like I don't want to call them. I mean, they're kind of like ancient creatures, right? That have this ability to to kind of procreate. And I have a theory that, because I agree with you, I think sexuality is absolutely a spectrum and people fall on, I think there's millimeters on it and like you can be. And it's not always one thing. It can ebb and flow and move and change. 100% depending on the person, it can totally ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I totally, I totally think that, but I'm beginning to think as, and I, Maybe it's be maybe it's always existed, but it's more in my face now because of the way TikTok is run and the algorithm and everything. And I'm not just in the bubble of people that I know, but people that I don't mm-hmm. know and seeing their stories and like their coming out stories and stuff. Right. I think um the women's default setting is bisexual. Mm-hmm. And 
I think more women are allowing themselves to explore that. And I'm not even saying that as like a, oh, men are garbage, like whatever. Right, I'm saying right. that as a, like a protective measure where even in our ancient tribal days, if all of the men were sent to war, mm-hmm. whether it be with a different tribe or a different, you know, invading army or whatever, women have mm-hmm. always had this bond that transcended the need for men for the testosterone levels to be so high. Like women have always been relatively self-sufficient without men from the beginning of our species on because of um, what men have been called to do historically war, uh, jobs, all of Mm -hmm. these things. So I I think it's almost evolutionary that you are seeing now as there's not as many imminent dangers and threats and like all of these things that could potentially kill us and our family units. And cause it would, it makes sense in the tribal days that women would, you know, live together to protect their children and to protect their livestock mm-hmm. and like their food that they had gathered and like all these things that they would form these communities that were solely, you know, female based or X, Y chromosome based or whatever you want to call it. Um, without the necessity of men, you see it in, even in Mormonism and sister wives and like all this mm-hmm. men were kind of an afterthought. Right. And I wonder now if our evolutionary need for it is not as quick as much. our mental inclination for it. So yeah. as women find their like power more, and as you're seeing more and more weaponized incompetence in men and like all of these things that are coming to fruition. And I am by no means saying, I think there are really good, decent men out there. I genuinely believe that. Yeah. But I, know, I think like, women four. are no longer tolerate the bar is no longer on the floor for men. Right. They want partners. They want contributing members of the household. You can't n- now it's no longer good enough for men to do 2% of the housework. They, they can't do two. It's not funny anymore to hear a guy say, I've never changed a diaper and he has three kids. Right. Like that's not funny. Now people give me the side eye. Right. So I think you're not babysitting your own kids and wow, what a great dad. Right. So I think, I think our society has evolved faster than evolution. And now women are starting to almost revert back to the buggy I'll replace you and I'll replace you with my best friend that I've loved for years. Like there's, there's right. all of these things taking place because I think women have had to be more um, malleable over, yeah. over the course of human history to survive in a different way than men have had to be. And mm-hmm. part of me thinks it's unfair to men because it kind of happened suddenly without warning to them. (laughs) And I'm grateful for like my son's generation, who's being raised by women who already think like that, because he'll know how to, um, he'll, he'll know what, what's expected of a male partner and he won't have to be trying to play catch up later on. Um, but part of me almost feels sorry for these guys. They just don't have a chance. Like it's so funny. Yeah. But part of me is also scared because who's Earth's greatest predator? Men. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, again, it's confusing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how to feel about it. I I have, but it's, it is, it's like a mass exodus. Right. 
mass exodus. Of really a mass exodus. Yeah. Yeah. And I've even seen TikToks of women leaving their husbands and moving in their best friend. And there's no sexual relationship. Right. They just decided to share their lives together and raise their children together. And, and yeah. yeah. And coexist in a home where they they aren't sleeping together, but it's easier to live with and raise a family with another woman than it is to deal with the father of their children, mm-hmm. which is mind blowing to me. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. bad do you have to be, guys, that women are willing to be like, I'm just going to give up sex and move in with my best friend. Right. And like, <laughs> you know, the vibrators have really come a long way in the last 10 years. Well, I'm making assumptions. They may not have given up. They may still be sleeping. I don't know. But you know, okay, that right, right. They more family sleep. unit. Yeah. More willing to share with another woman, even if it's, you know, platonic love and sexless than they are to share it with a guy that they actually are in love with. Totally. It's mind blowing. Yeah. It's self-preservation. <laughs> You think so? I think so. Or do you think it's finally women prioritizing themselves over men? Well, I mean, I think, but I think those are one and the same, Mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. So here's, here's another question though. Okay. Is it really men's fault that they're this way or is it that their parents raised them to think they're special? I think it's both. I think it's both because look, I think it's or societal, I should say. Right. I think it's, I think it's society, you know, bringing them up to think they're special. And then right when you become aware of that, if you don't do anything about it, then it's your fault. Yeah. Ignorance can only take you so far. Yeah. So there's this, um, scientific theory that in a million years, the, uh, men won't even exist on the planet. Really? That women will have surpassed them so far. And because evolutionarily speaking, mm-hmm. if as science progresses alongside of that, if mm-hmm. women no longer need men to reproduce, to have right. children, to be mothers, because there's still a biological drive for women to be mothers, right? Like that still exists. Right. You take right. men out of it, that still exists. Because lesbians have kids all the time. Right. Yeah. That yeah. because of that though, because men are such predators that we will eventually breed them out of the planet. Interesting. Do you think that would be a good or bad thing? Listen, I don't, I don't think it would be a good thing only because I, I don't think that solves all the problem. Then I think sure. you're just going to get some sort of division amongst women, mm-hmm. be something that separates us and something that makes, elevates one group over another. And I think it's all cyclical, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I don't, I don't know that that would be good because yeah. I just don't think that it, that it solves anything. I don't, I personally don't think it would be good. Um, I think positive masculinity is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Like, I think you do need a male perspective because listen, I'm a feminist, but men's minds are wired differently than ours. And I think their perspective is critical at times Mm -hmm. um, because they do have a capability of, I can compartmentalize better than most people, most women, but I don't have anything on men. And I think sometimes that's, important when you're making decisions it's not always beneficial because there are obviously crucial relationships that 
you shouldn't be compartmentalizing things because things aren't always black and white, but I do think their opinion matters and it's important. There are times when being wired like that comes in handy. Totally. Mm -hmm. But I think it's frustrating to hear that's the theory instead of holding higher standards for men. Like we'll just breed you out of existence. Right. That to me is easier to get rid of you than for you to change. isn't too far from the truth <laughs> so there is that yeah. that's a problem i don't know it's going to be fascinating but there are even currently more girls being born than than boys mm-hmm. the infant mortality rate is hired with higher with males mm-hmm. um and you're starting to see there's more currently of the like intersex Mm -hmm. birth taking place than in previous generations which is kind of the transitional like are are women breeding men out unintentionally obviously we don't have any control over it well actually men because it's their sperm that dictates the how much of it is that it's just uh more documented and you know yeah it could be at a higher rate and not hidden Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also that totally could be also. Well, what are you obsessed with this week? What am I obsessed with this week? I feel like um a lot of my shows kind of ended or kind of in weird spots, which um I really like, I don't know if I can continue being friends with all of you guys if you don't get caught up on Yellow Jackets. Oh shit, yeah, no. Like this week, gonna, I gotta, gotta get I'm going to be yeah. ending some friendships. Yeah. People can't that's, get That's the up. straw, huh? It really is. Um, <laughs> but, but so, um, I've gone back and I've started rewatching. I didn't watch the last season of Marvelousness is Maisel. Mm. So I wanted to go back and like start from the beginning. So, so I'm doing that and I forgot how much I just love that show. I'm in the second season. They just like went to the cat skills and like. Yeah. It reminds me of, when that happens, it reminds me so much of dirty dancing. Yeah. Like Alex Borstein, I think, is just like the funniest. Like she's God, delightful. She's so funny. Her walking around the cat skills, just holding that plunger. Oh my god. Like, no one realizing she doesn't work there. And then she like falls asleep in their cabin. And when she goes back, like all of the staff is like searching for her and stuff. Like she is she's just it's it, that show's so great yeah just agreed. so great and so I've been I've been kind of rewatching that um and yeah I have to get a, I have to get a new refrigerator so I've been shopping for refrigerators <laughs> and that's the other thing I'm obsessed with with Can you right send now? it to me before you buy it so you just don't buy pretty Oh, I'm just buying pretty. <laughs> Please don't do that. I will. I'm looking at the bespoke uh, Samsung ones where you can change the fronts of them because I want it to match here, but then be able to change up the color if I need to, um, if I move. So, um, but I will say I'm, I'm being heavily uh, uh, influenced on on a few things on TikTok, but like in really positive ways, especially because Samsung has government rates and so oh, okay. it was significantly less money. Um, so I, I will send it to you. I appreciate that. See, that's why it's handy. Like single, married, it doesn't matter. Like if you're straight, you need to get you a lesbian. 
<laughs> don't get you one of those fem ones they're useless oh, yeah uh, like Aaron yeah that's <laughs> I watched Aaron try and fix Jackie's screen door one time and I was like you're gonna have to give your card back <laughs> taking away your your Home Depot rewards your everything not the Home Depot reward hey Aaron's actually handier than she lets on she built an entire shelving system in her pantry that was impressive okay was it like an but Ikea like, thing because I can do that. I don't think so, but like from scratch. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to ask her. Okay. I think so. Okay. Well, I'm like I said, I'm just that was one of the things I'm like being heavily influenced on on TikTok. Oh, and I will say one more thing too. And I don't know if this is just because I spent like a week in bed and and so I was like sleeping all day and then at night, like on my phone and like on TikTok when no one else was awake, which was great. Um, cause you can't fucking talk to anybody, but, um, my TikTok is now my algorithm is such that I'm getting like movies and TV show episodes, but in like three minute installments. And I don't know mm -hmm. why it happened, but I'm like, Oh, this is how we're like taking in media now is in just these tiny little clips. Mm -hmm. and people are like, so funny. Cause in their comments, they're like, you know, angry at the person posting them like you think you can take a two-hour break like where's part seven and I'm like go on fucking Netflix and watch the show yourself like so those are coming up so I, I'm assuming that's what made me like think I need to go back and watch Mrs. Maisel again and then like looking at this refrigerator and then I got some shoes you're gonna fucking hate um <laughs> mega crush platform sandals and like those were on tiktok so tiktok is like heavily influencing my uh my bank account right now you need to go touch grass kid what you need to go touch grass yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong um what am i obsessed with uh glitch came out this week number mm -hmm. one number two we won't be on next week because stacy this stacy um my wife and I are taking little Lincoln to Disneyland for the first time. So um, you kind of forget how magical Disneyland is until I don't. The, well, you don't. I did until you see a four-year-old like mentally preparing for it for the first time. And whatever he thinks it's going to be, he still has no concept of how yeah. great it's going to be. And yeah. so it's very exciting to watch him um mentally prepare for it and just be like he's planning what he's gonna say to spider-man and like what he's gonna say to vampirina and like he's <laughs> very much my kid's diligent and tries to be informed as much as a four-year-old can be that doesn't read and like prepared i guess is the best yeah, it sounds like he's really trying to be prepared yeah and um you get one chance to make first impression so right and so watching him get ready for this trip is just, I don't know, it's fun. It's all of these little things is what I love most about like being a parent. And um, there's a lot of hard days, but these are the good ones. And it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. So I'm excited to take him to Disneyland and see his reaction to things and let him kind of take it all in for the first time and then be badgered endlessly to take him back once we leave, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm obsessed with and, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be, 
it's going to be fun. And all of the parents being like, make sure to take pictures. Like, we're not going to fucking take pictures. Like, right. Like, your wife isn't going to have right. her in her hand the whole time. Right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and me. Man, get it. Listen, you're going to Disneyland with a professional. I know. That's why I'm happy you're going with us. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going with a professional Disneyland person. And, like, and Lincoln's into that stuff. He wants to know the, like, where are we supposed to be going? Yeah. What is the quickest route here? I'm not going to be dilly-dallying. Where is no. Marina? Where is Spidey? Listen. I need to make these trips, like, efficient. And here's the thing, though. And I'll have to give you guys an update when we get back. Mm-hmm. My kid is not much for rides. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to see how this pans out. I think he'll be, like, fine with, like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. And he's not into, like, fast, speedy... Mm-hmm. getting your adrenaline pumping type of rides. Yeah. He wants to take it in. He's a sightseer. You know, he's he's going to be more of a fan of the dark ride. The yeah, sit, right. Leisurely John. I think he'll like the Spider-Man. I don't know if he's tall enough, but I think he'll like the web slingers. I think he'll like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting. We'll see how it, we'll see how it pans out, but yeah. I'll give you guys an update when, uh when we get back, but my very careful calculated well thought out planning son will be i don't know i hope he you know throws caution in the wind on gets on we're really working with him on doing things that he's scared of because you know you're trying to give him the tools to navigate the world and Mm -hmm. um i don't want him to be super anxious over things that he's scared of so i'm trying to like instill that in him but we'll see Mm -hmm. how it goes like what's the worst that happens you're scared for a second then it's over yeah Yeah, (laughs) all right thanks for listening everyone um we're off next week we'll catch you on the week after where we will be doing a review and q a of glitch so if you're currently reading it and you have questions for aaron or i send them over to me and we will answer them in the next episode uh that's it bye bye fierce fan media